Welcome. I hope you enjoy the conversation you're about to hear between me and another comedian regarding comedy and religion. These are conversations I'm calling Disorganized Religion. God bless, and for those atheists out there, may nothing await you after this life. Thank you. All right. You ready to get started? Ready. Okay. Hey, everybody. Uh, hope you're all doing well. We're back with another episode of Disorganized Religion. And today's guest, you are all so blessed, so lucky, so fortunate. He has an Amazon special up right now, right? Still That's going, right. still going strong. They haven't taken it down. My special family special. It's hilarious. You need to check it out. Uh, Mark Sipka, everybody. Thank you, Mark Sipka. Thank you. Thanks Thank for joining you. me. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Hey. Thank you for letting me into your home. Of course. <laughs> Welcome. So, uh, this podcast, we talk to comedians about their beginnings and experiences in comedy, and then we'll get into your thoughts on religion, spirituality, Perfect. if you have any. I so, have thoughts. Some of our thoughts. friends don't have any. They don't care. Uh, <laughs> and then the podcast just ends. Yeah. Well, with Mike, I had to like force him into the discussion. He didn't even... <laughs> with Burgess? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He tried to dodge it. Oh, yeah, it's, fun. it's fun. It's fun. Uh, so, what got you started in stand-up? For me with stand-up, I mean, I think what got me started was uh, was when I was in college. Yeah. I, I really dove into the comedy world, and there was just there was just stages at my school. Where were you at college? Anderson University. Huh. It's this small school in uh, Anderson, Indiana. Oh, Indiana, okay. Yeah. And I went there, and there was just resources like there was a beautiful auditorium there was yeah. coffee shop that had a stage Jeez. there were just shows that were there yeah. and there was opportunities so I was the the host of this show called Encore oh okay live music show that took place a few times every year and they needed a host and so yeah. a host would come out introduce different acts yeah. do different bits and for me I was like oh I could do something on here so I sure. Would, I would perform with the band. I would do different impressions. Oh. But then I would do different characters and things like that. And eventually, yeah. I started doing stand-up there in between. Gotcha. And then doing stand-up and open mic nights in Indianapolis. Oh, okay. Very fun. So, I mean, you have a great musical voice that you oh, incorporate yes. fantastically into your act. So, is that where it started? Or had you done musical theater before? Man, I have no... Let's, I, for me, I have no... I took one voice lesson in college. That's uh, it. But I, well, I, I don't. I, I hate never you call already. Myself I hate singer, you already. But I, yeah. I'm not confident as a singer. <laughs> really? And it's. I know it sounds weird, but I only feel comfortable if I'm actually doing an impression of somebody. Oh, uh, I understand it. So yeah. Like I, I took piano lessons. That was my musical background when uh-huh. I was a kid. But in terms of singing, I mean. I would really only be able to copy somebody if I heard the song. So yeah. So that's why, you, yeah. World, yeah. But I could never do it as me. Gotcha. Um, at least in my mind, I can't. Yeah. And yeah. Interesting. Being able to read that music and hold those notes, I don't know how. And I, and I know yeah. I'm not breathing right because when I did like <laughs> an AC, DC performance, <laughs> yes. uh, I was about to pass out after one song. There was like veins popping out of my face. No kidding. Um, I just don't, I don't have the singer's... Yeah, you seem very composed on the YouTube channel. The 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 clips that you put up of your ACDC covers, oh, you know, very. Well, I, you can't I tell that. Uh, yeah, well, they're great. Yeah, 
I don't know how they do more than one song. I don't know how any of them can hear or right. talk or see or do anything. But <laughs> right. Those guys are like 60 and 70 years old. Yeah. And they yeah. run around like little kids. And they're still doing it, right? They're, they're still, still out there. Yeah. Speaking of ACDC, I've got the cup. It's my favorite brand. Right, right here. Right here. There's just nobody like them. There's really not anymore, which is too bad. Which is too bad. So, uh, okay, so that's where you got started. Was it? Had you been interested in stand up before then, or never stand up? I uh-huh. actually, I really thought, I thought that was not for me. Because Interesting. I I got into improv when I was in high school. I had a great yeah. high school drama teacher, Mrs. Campbell, and she taught us and played with us. And yeah, all these different games, and that got me really into like live comedy things like that, doing plays. Right. Uh, but when I got to college, I was doing more improv. Uh-huh. And I started a sketch group called Business Casual. And oh, we would, beautiful. We would create videos and do live sketches and put yeah. on these shows. But for me, it was always character work, characters and impressions. Right. And so the thought of doing stand-up as myself yeah. was like, oh, no, that would never work. Like, I've got to do a voice. I've got to be oh, a character sure. in order for it to be entertaining. And so... When I did stand up at first, and I still do it, but I I actually felt more comfortable writing routines as another character. Gotcha. So I would go up as Glenn Sheffield, this old man. Right. Do stand up as Cliff Cobblestone, this like nervous marriage counselor who's never right. actually gone on a date. <laughs> yeah. And that was easier for me. Interesting so to I distance yourself a little bit. And doing stand up as yeah. other people. Sure. I would go up as me. Yeah. But that was sort of my least favorite thing to do. Interesting. And so it wasn't until recent years that I got uh-huh. comfortable performing as me. Interesting. But I still love doing live characters. Yeah. And yeah, of course. Pretty much just doing a routine as them and interacting yeah. with the audience. Well, it's so fun. It's so it's fun. It's so much fun. Yeah. And it's a new challenge to be like, right. all right, I've written, I've written for this guy. Yeah. Let's mix it up. Let's yeah. do something else. Let's change the voice. Let's. Yeah. So why for you was it so difficult to do stand-up as Mark Sipka? I think, it, to me, I went, I don't know if I'm interested in what a 20-something college oh, kid has sure. to say. Okay. And I thought, honestly, like my perspective wasn't going to be interesting. Uh-huh. So, so if I pretend, I pretend <laughs> to be someone totally different. And there's no, uh, there's no stakes. Like, oh, this sure. This is not real. Right? <laughs> I have oh, a wig on. That, that's not me. I'm you an old man. Sure. And I still think there is something to that when I get up there and I sometimes I say, you know, I wish I had the, the confidence of my Freddie Falcone character. Oh, right. With a New York accent. Yeah. And, and the leather jacket, right? tries to swoon the ladies. Yeah. Uh, I wish Mark Sipka had that kind of confidence. <laughs> yeah. But I think it wasn't until a few years ago when I was, I was hosting my own show. Yeah. And I usually would just come out and introduce the acts I would do impressions do characters yeah. do a goofy song but I wasn't doing stand up yeah. one night my parents were out here visiting and uh-huh. they were in the audience sure. and I just decided to tell some jokes and stories about them Yeah. 15-20 minutes later everybody's laughing no kidding and somebody came up to me afterwards and I was they were like, like you want to do an Amazon special? you want to do an Amazon special? you got yourself a hit but they came up and they were like yeah. I could listen to you do stand up about your parents yeah. all night and I was like, oh, I just did Maybe I could do that. Maybe Interesting. Could do that. No kidding. And so I sort of came back to yeah. loving it and embracing that I do have some stories to tell. Yeah. I, I, I can still incorporate my characters. And of course. Right. Right. But they 
don't have to be all in separate worlds now. Right. So that's Interesting. Been part of the journey is yeah is still doing all those things I love, but also going, hey, you know what? Like you're you're funny on your own too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now the first time I saw you, and I don't know if you have any recollection of this, but it was at the Dave McNary audition for the Ice House shows that he does. Yes. Yeah. And you were doing stand-up as you. That's right. But you were in almost a tuxedo. Yeah. You were in a little suit. I was wearing a full suit. Most best dressed, (laughs) best dressed there. But the thing is, you totally filled it. I mean, some, you know, when I first started, I was doing the button-up and the slacks, and I was not good enough. For, the, for, the for that for that uniform, yeah. See, sometimes I get self conscious and I go, "Oh, am I wearing the suit because I don't oh, think I'm good trying to make up for?" Do I have to wear this. Interesting. Like, hey, this guy wasn't that funny. But he tied it tough. <laughs> no, no, you filled it up. Nice. You did well. You did well. It was very. And I remember at that moment I saw you perform, head and shoulders above, at least my perception was above everybody else who auditioned, nice. because you had such a unique perspective. And for me, I work clean. And you were also, it felt very purposefully clean in yeah. your act. Yeah. And I really respected that and thought, oh, he can do it. Maybe maybe I can figure out a way yeah, to do so this. Weird after all. <laughs> I mean, we might be. I mean, but... the thing is, I appreciate is like, is you got, you got clean, but when I'm watching, my goal, I don't know if for you, yeah. my goal is for never for anybody to come away from my shows and being like, Clean. Yeah. This guy's funny. Yeah. And um, then afterthought, oh, and he was also clean. Exactly. Yeah. I'm never going to go to a show. Right. Just because it's clean, I'm going to go because it's funny. Yeah. But with yours, your stuff has an edge to it, too. Yeah. Which I don't think a lot of clean comedians even approach. Oh, edge. sure. So you have a fun angle. Well, thank you. Here. Yeah. I, I get very dark. But <laughs> very so dark. Go, yeah. Oh, this guy's dark, but not dirty. Right. Which right. Which is really well, I appreciate that. It's original. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, uh, so how do you go about writing for your characters? And then what, how does that process change when you think, no, I'm going to do this for, for me? So for, for characters, there are times where certain shows will request that I come and do a character. Mm. Or like if I'm trying to write new stuff for a character, yeah. I sort of go through and I say, okay, what, what, what I like about each of these characters they're clear-cut boundaries. Oh, okay. And I think sure. that helps me. Like my uh, Tad character. He yeah. Has one layer. Yeah. That he thinks Wizard of Oz is the greatest movie of all time. Hilarious. Right. All other movies are garbage. Right. So with Tad, what's fun is I go, all right, I need to become even more of an expert <laughs> on this movie, Wizard of Oz. <laughs> to be honest, I haven't seen the movie in probably over a decade. <laughs> yeah. Maybe two. But Tad has. But Tad has. Yeah, right. I, I do my research. And I go, all right, let's step into this guy's world. Yeah. And so I will I will spout off all these Wizard of Oz facts. Sure. That I know. And sort of plead my case. For yeah. The first half of my routine. Yeah. That stuff is mostly scripted. Yeah. And then what I like to do is, is then I go, all right, now it's time to open up the floor. Right. And, and go, all right, this is not a safe space. Everybody go ahead and suggest <laughs> to me a movie that yeah. you think is better. And it so won't be. Ted, he's yeah. almost like a confident nerd lawyer yeah and he also is the judge yeah you know? like, yeah you're wrong yep um anything you throw out is going to be trash but what's fun about him is i like doing him because it's stand-up and it's my improv love yeah and it's that sketch character love right so with a lot of them i like to open up the floor yeah questions suggestions yeah. like freddie falcone is 
semi-professional bowler. He's a total loser. Sure. For love. Yeah. And he sort of pleads his case of why women should date him. And then at the end, I open up the floor for all the single <laughs> ladies in the room to ask me any questions. Yeah. Hoping that he'll get a date. Uh, right. Agnes Fontana is this grandmother. Yeah. Who she has like I wanted to give her. Uh, just the most tragic life ever. Oh, okay. Be the most positive, like motivational oh, woman. Beautiful. So yeah. She has like three ex-husbands. They all died tragically. Yeah. Uh, all of her kid, all of her grandkids, uh, drank surge in the nineties, so they can't procreate. <laughs> you know, I want her to go yeah. through everything. She had butt cheek cancer, so they had to cut her butt oh, cheeks off. Oh my gosh. All these things. And then at the end, she goes, you know, I may not have grandkids, but everybody here is my grandkid. Yeah. I'll be your grandmother. Yeah. If you have any questions about life, I'll offer you my words of wisdom. Oh, boy. So for these characters, yeah. it's fun to step in yeah. to them and and just sort of establish, all right, who, who would this be funny as? Because there's oh, some sure. of my jokes that I, have, that I have written as a character. Yeah. And I go, well, what if I tried that? Yeah. There was one I, I talk about girls on Instagram and how they, they post revealing photos. Yeah. And they write captions that don't fit their pictures. Right. I started telling that joke as me. Yeah. And it'll get laughs. Yeah. But it got way bigger laughs when I did it as my mom character. Oh, Deborah, interesting. Because it's like a mom yelling at yeah. her daughter. It's a thing. Yeah. Girls on Instagram. Right. And I went, oh, it's a little harder when it's coming from her. Right. And so... It's fun getting to write for them and yeah. take a break from myself and write in their unique voices. And it's fun when they're already established. Interesting. Like, I know how it sounds coming out of their voice. Yeah. What their perspective would be on this issue. Yeah. And so it's that's fun for me. Yeah. It's it's crazy to me why that would work for your mom character and not for you because it's all yeah. you, right? I mean, these all come from you. For sure. And it's just so interesting how dumb audiences are. No, I'm I know. just kidding. Don't they, get it? <laughs> Don't they understand? That's that's the yeah. cool part of the challenge is mm. it's like I remember they they talked about it on Seinfeld where yeah. the cast was so close and so humble that they were like, oh, you know what? That's probably a better Kramer line. Yeah, it'd be funny if Kramer said that. Yeah, and I find myself having to do that. Yeah, that's a funnier tagline. Yeah, yeah, and interesting. Well, there is a lot of of weight. That we place as an audience in perspective, yes. you know, and so for a mom character to criticize daughters, it's a much easier, it's more palatable yeah. than some, you know, late twenties guy, yeah, right? Like, All right? This dude's just a judgmental. You're just, jerk. A ju- yeah, just because you're single, leave yeah. us alone. Like, you're woman bashing, yeah, but yeah. This, but what's funny is, put on a wig, talk oh. like a woman. Oh, By yeah. You just Mrs. Doubtfire, everybody. But I, I yeah, makes... I don't know why. I mean, but I, I'm fine with it. There are so many non PC jokes that are going through and comments that I want to, but I won't. We can talk about it after you I turn off the camera. Unless you put a wig on, <laughs> yeah, you put on a big exactly. And you go with the character. You can say whatever you want. Yeah, well, I'll tell. Okay, so I'll tell you. This is what it made me think of because there's a bit that I am trying to work on about transgenders. Yeah, and it's such a hot button issue. But the idea is. I am so insecure in my own opinions and women only listen to other women. So I think there might be some men out there getting around mansplaining. You know know what I mean? But I can't, I don't know how to say that in a way that's not like, you're so bigoted, you know? 
So I've got to figure out how to. Do, but that—that's but what you're saying makes me think of, I right? Think the thing is, is you can. I think you can talk about any subject, and your your joke isn't disrespecting anybody. It's not trying to. It's it's, it's actually a joke on men. Yeah. Which at the end of the day, you are one. Right. And I think that's what's that is where the comedy lies from. It's not at anybody else's expense. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's at the expense of. Men, yeah, being like same old men, just trying to mansplain, you know. Yeah, well, I'll let you. I'm, I'm working it out. It did not go over well at the first (laughs) open mic, uh, so we'll keep trying it. (laughs) But anyway, if if it's it's, one that you still love, I think in every show you got to throw in one for you. I just got to figure out how to do it. You know, it's yeah. Well, thank you. I hope so. I think so. I think so for sure. I think all jokes should have some poignant sort of realization moment right like oh yeah that's funny but there might be some a kernel of truth you know like so like dave Chappelle talks about transgenders a lot gets a lot of flack for it but in his earlier special not the one that he just recently did sticks and stones but in the earlier one you know he says people only care about this issue because white men are doing it mostly which is totally true and it's not at the expense of who's participating it's just a poignant observation yeah that is true to other experiences in life as well, and right? I think that hits with somebody because they're like, that's true and that makes me mad. Yeah, and yeah. Don't cheapen my experience is sort of, I think, yeah. the vibe I get from that community, which is fine. They're entitled to that opinion, but... What I love is, is Dave's approach, Bill Burr's approach. Yeah. Is, and especially what Dave pointed out in the most recent special was everybody turned to the person... In the audience, who was transgender? Right. And guess who was laughing the hardest? Right. And guess who came up to Dave afterwards? And said, <laughs> yeah. Thank you for telling. Yeah. Us. That was so funny. Yeah. I think that's the that is the sign that you have been accepted. Yeah. Is yeah. We can talk about you. You can laugh, and we can. And all we can laugh. all. Yeah. It's, I think it's a more loving atmosphere instead of like. Yeah. Not you're too different for us to even talk about. Let's just not talk right. about you or you or you or you. Just to be respectful. Yeah. Well, pretend like you I don't know. exist. Is that respectful <laughs> to ignore people? Yeah. And, and not bring them up or anything? Yeah. I don't know. It's very... That's, that's coming from two clean comedians. I mean... What they're doing is not dirty. No. I think... I don't think so. Is, when I watched Dave's, Dave's special, I was like, he is saying so many truthful things. Yeah. And yeah. I've never seen a special, too, where he has made it so clear that yeah. he's completely joking. Oh, yeah. Which... I don't know how anybody can forget it. <laughs> I don't know either. But none of us are claiming to be uh, absolute truth tellers. Yeah, or, or prophets or whatever. I mean. No, I hope we're not advertising. I mean, I'm trying. But, you know, I'm that's trying. just. <laughs> uh, that's why we're clean. Because yeah. you're not accepted by God unless <laughs> you're clean, right? We're absolute <laughs> dirtbags off stage. Like all that's right. comedians. Yeah. But uh, on, yeah, stage, on stage. We're perfect. Likeable. <laughs> That's right. I was going to ask you about persona because everybody has a persona, whether or not it's an outright character. Yes. So how? I mean, do you feel a little bit protected as you've done more stand up as Mark in finding a persona that is a little bit exaggerated or you know, yeah, a certain aspect of yourself? It's been. It has been a difficult thing, and that's been the search. Is being yeah. Like, I know when I turn to certain comedians, I'm like, what's their angle on this? Right. right? And for me, I've had to take 
take different signals from friends, family, uh, just as a comedian trying to listen to what the audience yeah. responds to. Yeah. And I have noticed throughout my life that I must be really funny when I get angry about stupid things. Oh, yeah. Because my brothers have always laughed at me about that. <laughs> my friends always loved Interesting. and getting a rise out of me. Yeah. Because I think for the most part, I'm pretty level-headed. My emotions don't really change a lot throughout the day. Sure. I'm not dead inside or anything, but <laughs> sure. not a lot sways me. Yeah. Um, and I've noticed when when I get angry about something, when I get angry and or passionate, I'll say uh, this. Yeah. When I get passionate about things that don't matter, yeah. I think that comes across well. Like passionate about this terrible job or like right. uh, how much I don't I don't fit into my generation. Sure. You know, I'm sort of like an old man when it comes to a lot of it, which is hard when you look like a child. <laughs> sure. So I'm, I'm very, but that adds. It adds. Yeah. And so I've noticed that when I when I am taking a stand over unimportant things, it seems to get a good impact from people. Yeah. And when I really uh, get a little crazy, yeah. animated, and more physical, that seems to resonate really well yeah. with people. Yeah. So I think my persona is is not being the guy who gets up there and is going to be like, on the news today. Right. I'm going to be the guy who's mad that people are ordering vanilla Frosties <laughs> because there's only one flavor of Frosty and yeah. that's Frosty. Yeah. And like, you're ruining it for all of us. Yeah. That's what I... Beautiful. I do... I am a little mad about it. Of course. Obviously, yeah. it comes from a... You're going to sick ice everybody place. on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so fun. More of for me is well, it seems to be also what your character's have in common as well, right? I mean, Tad with Oz and uh, Agnes with advice, and yeah. it seems well, like something that like really drives them and that they're really passionate yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. If you get in the way, like, they're gonna bite you. You better watch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very interesting, fun. So, I want to talk to you about your worst experience in open mic or show, and then your best. But I like starting with the worst, oh, man. just because bad news first, right? Oh, and how long have you been doing this? So I started about 10 years ago, and that's when I did my open mic. Yeah. My first open mic was in, in Indiana. Indiana. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, that first time, it didn't feel terrible, but I, I know I totally delivered it like a speech. Oh, sure. I took one deep breath. <laughs> Just three went. straight minutes. <laughs> three straight minutes. No. My dad. Yeah. It. And Beautiful. They were like, laughs. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't yeah. like a bomb. Yeah. But there was, I didn't breathe and I didn't Interesting. Let breathe whatsoever. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it wasn't a terrible experience. It was like exhilarating and right. fun to get to go through and do this. Um, when I first came out here and did, I I, I did stand up at the comedy store oh. their open mic. Tried it at Potluck? At Potluck. Oh my gosh. I'm the first person to go up. Oh my gosh. And I'm dressed up as my You're the guy everybody hates. Because you, I was like, I just got here off the bus. I went to potluck. <laughs> Comedy store's a big deal. Yeah. Okay. And oh my gosh. And I'm, my, I'm, I'm dressed up as my character. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone really hates you. They really hate yeah. you. What's this character doing here? Yeah. And I, I am walking up the stairs. Yeah. I am. I had brought. I think I brought a tripod. <laughs> I was trying to set it up. Of course not. Nobody just comics, there. right? Just comedians. And a couple comics walking in. Yeah. And before I set my stuff down, they 
there. I get up there with no audience, and yeah, this is my first comedy experience in LA. Oh my gosh! Anywhere but LA, yeah, filled with actual people. Yeah, talking to chairs. Yep. So I did. I did three (laughs) minutes for nobody. Two chairs. Characters. Yeah. Ridiculously nervous. Oh, he no. drops cue cards on the ground and has to pick them up oh, and do no. terrible marriage jokes yeah. and relationship humor out of order. Right. So like the last cue card I read is Beautiful. Good evening. <laughs> and I get off stage and it was it was extremely weird and yeah. painful. Yeah. And that Oh, that's fascinating. Enough, I just wonder if I hadn't done that, if I would have because it sort of took me away from stand-up for a little Is that time. right? It was and that I, bad. I dove more into improv and yeah. for the next few years. And yeah. then several years ago, I came back to stand-up. Yeah. Uh, because I was sort of like, okay, this isn't for me. Oh, my but gosh. there was nobody there to judge it off. Well, and so. it's, yeah. It's, it's, uh, so for those who don't know, okay, Comedy Store, famous comedy club, uh, Potluck is their weekly open mic. And what would you, I mean, 150? 200 comedians go to sign up for 15 spots. Oh, okay. The, the, the Ba-boom. Like, yeah. But now it is now it's like 200 people and every week. People get picked maybe? Yeah. Yeah. So Interesting. And there is this mentality amongst comedians about this hierarchy of who deserves to be there. Yeah. And if you're a prop comic, a music comic, or a character comic, you should burn in hell. Yes. Like that's unfortunately yes. a mentality that a lot yeah. of comedians and have. Yeah, impressions are not. But it's like, dude, I Jim mean, Harry, Robin Williams, these guys. I think it. Yeah, I think it comes from jealousy. To be honest, it's like, how dare you have yeah. a talent outside of original thinking and writing? I mean, unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I have been tempted to take a guitar or a bass and just do one note repeatedly, you know, or two notes while I'm telling jokes. But it's like that would add nothing oh, to my yeah. set. It would add so why would I do it? They, then they'd be pissed because you'd be... You tried. What is happening right now? So what brought you back to stand-up then? What brought me back was... Yeah. Was I? I was hosting my own show. I had done shows around here with with different improv groups. Yeah. And there were so many, just like stand up shows, where you're like, I can't, I can't sit here another night. <laughs> all these people do a free show yeah. for each other and not put any effort into promoting it or oh. or even doing it once you're on stage. Like, yeah. What are we doing here? And yeah. I I, uh, I started a show being like, this is how I would do it. No more whining. This is how I would yeah. do it. And so I started my own variety show called Mark Sipka's Comedy Review. Uh-huh. It's going to have my favorite people who do music and stand-up and, gotcha. and magic and yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. I wanted to be a little bit of everything. And so that was that was what got me back into creating hosting and then thing and hosting. And gotcha. All and that was the show where I was coming out and never doing stand opening with gotcha song. yeah and so what got me back your parents came and parents visited interesting because i really had and i think a lot of us do is yeah even if you don't stand up all the time you go a day or two without it and you're like am i even a real comedian? <laughs> yeah Obviously. yeah and yeah i was not calling myself a comedian 
comedian. I did not uh-huh. feel comfortable even saying that. Sure. And when somebody said, I could watch you stand up about your family all day, I was like, did I just do stand up? <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. That, that launched me back into it. And that Interesting. I wasn't trying to blow my mind or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were just they paying just you a. They saw. Yeah, rightful we, compliment. We talked to a mic, people laughed. Yeah. I just define that as stand up. <laughs> I don't care what you're doing, that's stand up comedy. Yeah, to and that maybe person. Maybe I'm wrong, but it's got to be something close. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that got me back. That's when I was Interesting. like, I'm up here as myself, and this feels good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. So, is that what was your best so far? What is one moment you've been really proud of? Maybe other than what got you back into stand up? I, I think what felt. And other than doing my show. Other than your show. <laughs> Everything's been completely... I mean, well, of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, honestly, I think the best feeling I've had creating my own work and doing stand-up was doing the special. Yeah. It, it was the first thing that I tackled that felt really big and felt overwhelming at times. Yeah. Because almost every step of the process was, I've never done this before. Right. I need to figure out how I do it. Right. And... I, I just really, really wanted to make it great and different. And yeah. so that feeling of taking months to prepare and gather all these stories about right. my family and create all these jokes and figure out the order and test them out as much yeah. as I can. Because Jeez. unlike other specials, we get one shot of this. Yeah. And you can't really do just 10 minutes of your family at every show. <laughs> so I was having to sprinkle yeah. stories here and there. Yeah. And so what felt great was just getting up there, getting my family on yeah, the couch, yeah. on the stage, seeing all these supportive friends come out and watch me roast them and yeah. fill this theater. Uh, it felt amazing. At the end of that night, it was just that feeling. It reminded me of getting done with like a football game. Uh-huh. Just being like, I've got nothing left. Yeah. I left it all on the field. <laughs> and it yeah. felt great. I was like, I am... I am telling jokes and stories about the people I love most. Yeah. For the people that I consider my family in LA. Right. And it just felt really great. Yeah. Was, that was the most fulfilling I have felt on a stage. Yeah. Ever. Like that's. Yeah. And I think my next thing is, all right, what am I going to find next that excites me? Right. That much. Right. Whether it's a new script that I write or uh-huh. a new special or a new show. Yeah. I want to find something that motivates me enough to put that much time into it right right well i hope you find it thanks yeah it's great you have to check out the special it's on amazon prime right you have to you have to be wealthy uh yeah yeah you can purchase it right oh there you go in standard definition a a dollar i mean come on that's a bargain it's a good deal that's great all right now i want to talk to you a little bit about religion so but Often, I don't know, I shouldn't reveal this, I guess, but the way I usually do this is by asking someone, what, why? Why stand up? Why do you feel drawn to stand up? Mm-hmm. And I've found that there's usually some sort of, you know, higher power relation or connection with others yes. that leads into some more spirituality. But so what's your religious background like? Um, and then maybe we'll end with the question of why you feel so drawn to do stand up. I like that. Yeah. So for me, I grew up in a. Christian home with parents who were dedicated Christians. Yeah. What branch of Christianity? Protestant. Okay. And and we, we went to a church that was the Church of God. So oh, okay. So it's sort of a non... It's 
sort of a non-denominational. I think their thing is it's not a domination; it's a movement. Oh, like, all right. There okay. But it it very much felt like it was a non-denominational. Church. Yeah, yeah. And it was one of those things like church wasn't a part of our lives. Uh-huh. Christianity wasn't a part of our lives. It's like this is what defines you. They never, they never pushed anything on us, which I think is. I mean, I I don't know what it's like to be a parent, but I think whether it's religion or to do sports or to pursue a certain career, that's got to be hard for a parent to not push it on to yeah. kids. Yeah. Right? They were just great examples yeah. of Christians. And I saw... So, like, you always wanted to go to church? I mean, of course, as a kid, those times were... Because I guess for me, that's what I think. Parents. Like, that's... You're, at some level, I'm pushing my kids to go to church with me. For sure. You know what I mean? But I mean, yeah, you're never going to be like, hey, you're four years old. What would you like to do? <laughs> yeah. Know? Let's go uh, get Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> That'll be great. I'd like diabetes <laughs> right now. <laughs> I, but that's different than being 21, you know, and yes. being like, no, we are going to church, Mark. Yes. So. Like, why am I still living here? <laughs> and I, I always, yeah. I, I did like going. Because yeah. there was great things for kids there I uh-huh. made great friends there and I just saw my parents they were involved they would teach Sunday school classes eventually my dad was one of my Sunday school teachers yeah was really fun yeah my mom was very involved in our, our church has a gym uh-huh. that is open to the community and does a bunch of free exercise classes oh sure after school kids programs yeah all of that stuff yeah for the community and for the church uh-huh and so I saw two people that were very involved in a part of this and they I saw them be so loving to other people and I saw them be that back to them and I yeah. I made friends and those friends uh, became like family and their parents became like second parents to me yeah and it was it really it really was just a terrific environment for a kid to grow up in yeah because I don't know it, it was just a a huge huge part of my life and right seeing my family be all on board it wasn't like oh it's it's easter so now we go to church yeah right right um and i i remember making the choice to become a christian when i was in third grade interesting it was never like hey you're born into this yeah yeah that's how some people view it sure but uh, i made that decision and i just remember my parents being like we got to celebrate where do you want to go? Oh, then, that's sweet. We got to go to KFC. <laughs> so I've always associated Colonel Sanders with, with uh, Jesus. Obviously Christ. Yeah, of I course. Mean, I wish communion was oh, fried chicken and I mean, biscuits with some Come chicken. on. There'd be too many people. <laughs> You'd have to perform a miracle every week to feed everybody. And Evan would have to seriously <laughs> widen the doors. <laughs> seriously. Yeah. No, no. When we're resurrected, no one is going to have diabetes. Yeah. I'm like I'm trying to work on a joke about no fat people being in heaven because their bodies will have been perfected. I love that. But I don't I know if that's that. offensive to fat people. No <laughs> Just, no, it'll be full of people with really positive attitudes who are now <laughs> hot, you know? It'll be the best place ever. I love that. Uh, I love that. So what are the tenets? I'm curious about this like non-denominational sort of feel to religion. Yeah. So what are the tenets to the faith that you follow? Is it... I mean, does everybody sort of have a different idea of, I mean, I guess, I don't know. This seems to be true for every religion, that there's a little bit of personal interpretation that goes into it. Yes. So is there more so in a non-denominational church, did you feel, or not? What I enjoyed was there was people there that came there with 
Yeah. And there were Baptists, Methodists, Lutheran, all that. And when it came down to it, it was like, I mean, is it really worth disagreeing over a ritual that's performed? Right. Here? Or is this, How we is, baptize? Is this yeah, yes. yeah. Like, oh, interesting. On a baby, that thing's not going <laughs> to happen. I didn't choose yeah. it, you know? Right. Oh, that's so interesting. Go, this isn't. This isn't biblical. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, I go, would Jesus care about this? And obviously, I can't think or speak for him. Sure. But man, I don't think he would want us to be fighting about these little things. Right. To the point where we feel like we got to. Build separate buildings. Right. To the point where there's just going to be one of us in each of them. <laughs> if we honestly sure. have to all agree on everything. Right. So right. I never associated, I never thought, oh, I'm in this church right now with all these people because we agree on everything. Right. And I like that. It's That's very much a family. Yeah. I love my family. We disagree on a lot. Sure. Of sure. And so I viewed that church that same way and so right interesting we would you know you love your pastor you you love this you love that but it doesn't mean like you go there and you sit there in the pew as a critic and be like no i don't like that i don't like that yeah and i think some people do that to the point where they go yeah i'm not coming i'm not coming back yeah right that just wasn't the case yeah like this is our home we're investing in this and uh, i just saw the benefit of this is what happens when you put roots down. Right. And when you are consistently attending. Like, right. That's the religious part of it. I always think it's funny when people are like, are you religious? Yeah. And I go, oh, we all are. <laughs> I'm a religious burger eater. Uh, I, right. It's, that's the good religious part. Is, yeah. Is religiously attending. I know for some people they go, ah, I'll go whenever. Right. It's not like, hey, you can't miss a Sunday or whatever. Right. But there's so many benefits with with anything. Yeah. To regularly consistency. Regularly and... diving into this, whether right. it's a relationship, whether it is uh, a career, whether it is a new skill you're trying to develop. Sure. If you're not approaching it religiously, yeah. In a routine, in a in a regular dedication, you you will get you will get <laughs> only so far, right? Only so far. Yeah. And so. Or you get out of it what you put in, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so, I mean, circling back to what you were saying, like, what are some of the tenets? What are some of the things that yeah. I grew up believing? I think it was it was neat seeing my church that, I know in some they go, women aren't allowed to lead or preach or speak or be right. involved. And for us, it was everybody. Everybody. I saw all different ages. I yeah. saw uh, Sundays where kids would lead worship. Where yeah. Somebody would go up there, they'd sing a song. Somebody would go up there and do a dance. And, you know, Interesting. not every single thing is going to, to hit <laughs> and with Move you. you. Yeah. You know, sometimes yeah. my dad would turn to me and be like, I don't understand the dance. But he wasn't <laughs> like, let's get out of here. Just yeah. Simple. Right. It was neat because you go, hey, even if I'm not getting something out of this necessarily, yeah. there's somebody here who it's really connecting with. Even if it's just that guy. It's just that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. yeah, the one dancing. So I, right. Interesting. I, it was very much a, I don't know, like, but we, you, you follow the Bible, you listen to this, to, to what's in here. And yeah. I, I know, I know for, for me and for, for a lot of Christians, I, I don't believe that it is, that it is like a perfect book. I don't uh-huh. know this is perfect because uh, people are imperfect. Right. So uh, I feel like sometimes it feels like a game of telephone, like right. the Gospels. 
You go, you guys are all here. Yep. You're, you're leaving something out. You're adding something. <laughs> you get something. Not saying anything's lies or false. Or sure, whatever. sure. But if it involves humans, it's flawed. Right. And humans wrote it. And so whenever people are like, uh, people are like, you got to follow everything to a T. And I'd be like, well... If you follow things to T, Which part? you're going to start stoning family members. <laughs> right. You're going to start cutting off limbs. Well, it depends on which point in the book. You know, Old Testament, New Testament, yeah. later New Testament. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And, and, and overall, at church, it was, there was never like, this entire church believes this. Uh-huh. So when I grew up with it, it never felt like... My church believes this, so that's that's that. That's it, right? So I right. that. It never felt like it was more just thing. love, acceptance, yeah. and we all believe Jesus saved us, yes. right? Like, we and we believe the most important thing. We're all here in agreement of that, right? Right. So it wasn't this wasted time of fighting yeah. over these things, right? But there was great discussions that you could have. It wasn't like we don't talk about it. Yeah. It was. Let's talk about this in a Bible study in a small group. Right. So was there priesthood or, you know... No, it was a pastor. Um, Yeah. So there's a pastor, worship pastor. But, I mean, did you believe he had the priesthood or the power of God or... No. Okay. No. Interesting. I believe this was a guy who went to... uh, uh, Some divinity school. Yeah. Yeah. His degree. Right. Interesting. Okay. I never viewed these guys as having any special... Yeah. More... Power or anything like that. Uh huh. Historical context yeah. to. This is a guy who studied the Bible right. A lot, Interesting. To school for it, and, and this is somebody who is who is preaching a message that yeah. he has prepared for us. Yeah. You know, based on a Bible story, and so usually they would you know have a passage or a theme. Maybe we sure. would do weeks of that. Like, all right, this one is like I went to a church recently. This is uh, this is the seven deadly sins we're going to cover. Here we go. Every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So there was always a different way of um, doing it. And then sometimes they would tell stories that were from their own lives that related to it. Right. And weave them together. Sure. So that was sort of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So you found a good church out here that fits for you? I have gone to a few different churches out here. Yeah. Right now, I am searching with my fiance. We're both looking for for a great new church home. Yeah. it's, It's. I tell you, I got a good one. But you're gonna to have to believe what we all believe. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what. The beginning of that sentence is way more exciting than the second half. But you're gonna to have to change everything about but... how you work. <laughs> I love it. Like I love it. Um, but you might learn to love it. <laughs> we're, we're on yeah. research right now. Gotcha. I've done it on my own. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you really sort of go, what am I looking for? Well, there's here? proximity that you have to think about. Yes. Parking. Yes. In LA in particular. It's true. It's honestly yeah. a thing. And yeah. I noticed without here, I do love how you can walk through any of these doors and it is almost unpredictable what's going on. <laughs> sure. It's interesting. Sure. I've noticed out here as I've searched different churches, any building almost other than a couple that yeah. I've gone to. Any building that looks like a church is almost completely empty on a Sunday. Interesting. Any elementary school or <laughs> is that, club or is that right? That like a church yeah, is absolutely filled on a Sunday. Interesting. And it's very, very weird. Yeah, and yeah. I wonder if it's the look of a church building. I wonder if it is just these churches that are trying to hold on until yeah. everybody's gone. 
but I went, what is going on yeah. that makes us not able to meet? Because these churches are close together. Yeah. Why can't we go to a church? Is it all the small stuff? Yeah. What is, it, what is it that makes us have to rent out an elementary school right. on a Sunday instead of... <laughs> Just meet in a church. Right. Not that the building is that important, but... No, but as but, far as what it's used, for, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This but sort of, this belongs. Said, I'm looking. Interesting. I'm looking. We found some great ones. Yeah. I'm so thankful that we have a town that you really can find... Whatever you want. Whatever you want. Yeah. And yeah. churches are all over the place, and there are new ones that have that have started just in my seven years. Yeah, after. yeah. Well, that phenomenon you're talking about of people not going to church on a Sunday, at least in a traditional church building, is a big reason actually why I wanted to do this podcast because I feel like there's this huge movement, at least in our generation in particular, away from organized religion, you know, this denominational thing where it's like, oh, no, you have to conform to this idea of God or divinity. And so I'm trying to figure that out. Why? Why? Why move away from, from that? And I, I find think, it interesting. I think there's something going on with our generation that is there is a fast food mentality. Mm-hmm. We want it all shipped to our door. We want it all really quick. But only the parts that we want. Only the parts that we want, yeah. too. Yeah. And so, I mean, think about it. We only subscribe to things we want. I know. We this is amazing. Whatever it is. It is yeah. beautiful and amazing. Right, right. At the same time, when we are, when we are cutting out a lot of the effort... I think what we are getting is really sad, really lonely, <laughs> and we are so separate from yeah, each other. Yeah. And we, when we don't uh, put down those roots, we yeah. don't have any community. Right. You don't have friends that really know you, and you don't have those deep connections. Right. And people that that will check on check in on you, keep you accountable. Those ones that will really love you. Those ones that will feel like family. Right. And that's in LA, and that's. That's everywhere. Yeah. And I've noticed so many times people are like, there's so many people here, but I feel so lonely. Yeah. And I always go, are you leaving the house? Yeah. You know, yeah. You, Do you go outside? Are you going? And yeah. Are you investing right. in any group? Not even not even a, a certain religious group or a church. Are you, are you making an effort to invest in other people? Yeah. Because I know our generation goes, oh, well, you know what? They live stream. I'll watch it at home. <laughs> I went, I'm not going to church for a sermon and some songs. Frankly, right. I like this music. Right. And if I want a good talk, I'll listen to a TED talk. I'll yeah. Watch a stand-up special. Sure. I want to go in here. I want to, I want to meet some people. Team meeting. That's what I want. <laughs> Figure out team meeting. how we're going to make it. Hey, we're on the same page here. <laughs> hey, guess what? There's other Christians. Yeah. Oh, I'm not crazy. Yeah. There's other friends that, because it's not like you're just meeting up with a group that likes hiking, or right? That likes karaoke, There's right? Other people that go, hey, this defines who I am, too. right? And it defines right. the decisions I make. Yeah, and, yeah, on a very profound level, right? I mean, very this is how I view family. This is how I view individuality. This is how yes. I, yeah. And I think just especially in a big city, especially our age, just having somebody else out here who goes, hey, I totally, I totally yeah, get you. I yeah, get you. you're not crazy, right? Um, right, we both are, maybe. But who cares? <laughs> we need that. We need that as humans. Yeah. But I think a lot of us aren't willing to do the religious part. Right. That our word has been so uh, so terribly, terribly used. Did you switch what we're talking about? <laughs> Did I switch? <laughs> you just said our word. I wasn't sure. Religious is the R word, by the way. And 
case, uh, in case you forgot. <laughs> the artwork's religious. They're related, maybe. Because people, yeah. people are like, oh, I just don't want to get into religion. And yeah. I yeah. It's, but then they uh, join a different religion where, sure. you know, For sure. who knows what it is they're doing, right? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I knew, I knew we were drawn to each other. I knew it. I knew it from the moment I saw you at the Ice House. Why, why stand up? Why stand up? Do you feel like you have to do it? Yes. Yeah, why? It's, uh, I think just comedy and making people laugh in general. Whether it's, whether it's on screen or on stage, Yeah. Um, I feel that it is a need because I feel like it is a service. Uh-huh. I feel like it's a... You've got these ideas... You've got these things in your head. You've got these desires. You have to share them. Yeah. And but why? Why do you have to share them, Mark? Why can't you just keep them to yourself? Because it's it's you can't you don't get that Christmas gift on 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 the morning of <laughs> without you know, writing Santa. We'll open it later. Um, I mean, I'm sure this is great. We'll open it later. It's sure. Selfish. It's selfish to not share it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not fair because you have this thing and you're not using it, and it's yeah. And people need it people yeah. have people have driven I always I always at my shows felt the need to thank people I was like you <laughs> drove here you drove here I know how far you paid how hard it is to park here yeah you paid money yeah you had probably I, I'd say you treat them all like they had the worst day ever right and I very much want to live and perform with the Patch Adams mentality uh huh this is sort of a Comedy hospital in here. Yeah. I don't know what's going on out there. I don't know what happened to you. But in here, we're safe. Right. Uh, I don't know what's going on in the world and in the news. But for the next couple hours, let's make our own rules. Yeah. Uh, you're in good hands. I yeah. I you feel better. Yeah. And I want you to feel better when you leave. Than right. You did when you came in. Yeah. And I feel like that is, it very much does come from my upbringing and from my faith. And that I want people to feel really loved. And yeah. I want them to feel really important. Yeah. And and I also think there's something really cool about comedy because it is so powerful. Yeah. It can powerfully divide us. Yeah. But how easy is it to tell somebody how different we are? Anybody mm. can say that. Right. Can you make a group of strangers all agree that one thing is funny? Right. One thing is true? Right. That's really powerful. And yeah. That's really cool. When yeah. everybody can unite together in a room like that. And yeah. there's just nothing like that feeling. Yeah. And I grew up having that when I was watching funny movies with my, my family. Mm. They'd all be laughing from me to my grandpa. And I go, there's something going on here yeah. that's special. And I feel yeah. great. We all feel great. And yeah. bringing us together. And you know, you quote the lines later and right. you laugh about it. And I just know that it is something that needs to be used. Yeah. And I want to keep doing that. Yeah. And sometimes you sort of you sort of go, oh, I mean, it's not like I'm, you know, saving saving people. It's not like I'm <laughs> curing You're anything. healing them. You are healing but them. I've heard it's what's neat is whenever, you know, somebody says like, Hey, I had a really tough day. Yeah. Uh, I came to this show and, and I'm so glad I did. Or Yeah. I, I had a terrible day at work. I got fired or something happened to my right. family. And I watched your videos for an hour. Yeah. Because when you make them, you're like, this is probably pretty stupid. <laughs> and it is. Sure. But I think seeing somebody uh, pretty much be a child, right. be a kid, and never lose that inner child reminds other people, like, oh, I, 
I still have that. Right. And when you can bring that out of people, it's it's a great feeling. Yeah. To experience, because um, I think we all want that. I think that's why I connected so much with Robin Williams and Jim Carrey. Right. Because sure. They both never grew up. Yeah. And I don't want to, and I don't think I ever will. And yeah. I, I want to keep publicly never growing up. <laughs> right. And interesting people enjoy that and hopefully make them feel better and yeah that's that's definitely yeah what i want to do forever beautiful well i love it Thanks. now uh why why clean why do you work clean it honestly is it's my authentic voice yeah i'm not i'm not writing clean i i think interesting it's, yeah it's not it's how i talk in real life right and i think if I were to get up there and swear and tell dirty jokes, it would so clearly be an act. It would be and the wrong character. It would be completely wrong. <laughs> right, character. right. Completely Interesting. out of this character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of comedians, we watch each other, and of course you're going to be influenced by each other. Yeah. You can't be, you can't be in the same room and not be impacted in some way. Right. I think a lot of comedians... Unless I, you're a sociopath. Of course. Right, unless you just don't... I feel nothing. <laughs> but yeah. I... I it's how I talk. It's how my mind thinks, and it's just what I've always, I've always written that way, and it's something that I I want to keep doing because there's something, there's something cool, and I've been reminded of it in different ways. Mm-hmm. Like my cousin sent me a video of her kids watching my videos oh. and impersonating me. Interesting. And when I've gone back home. For family get-togethers, yeah, they tell me my jokes. That's and funny. They do my characters. That's and funny. I love that. Yeah, you can look me up, and yeah. your kids can watch it. Yeah, and your grandma can watch it, and your mom yeah. and dad can watch it. That, that's really neat. And I do you ever have to be like, that's not how I said it. Oh, like <laughs> you're butchering. <laughs> yeah, you're four, come on like, now. Seriously, can you learn how to pronounce an R? <laughs> Would it kill you? I I love it. That's it's, so it's sweet. So because yeah. I did that when I was a kid. Sure. And I I want everybody to be able to enjoy it. I don't yeah. want to just do generic bland comedy that just yeah. doesn't that doesn't make anybody think at all. But I definitely do a comedy that allows you to clock out and go yeah. step into this world. Right. And I I like getting to do that. Yeah. Because not a lot of people are doing it. Yeah. And it really feels like me. It yeah. It feels authentic and I I still talk about different things that maybe not everybody's gonna love. Or sure. That some people might feel like it goes too far. Which <laughs> sure. Is goofy. Yeah. But it just feels right, and yeah. So I think every comedian should be constantly seeking out their authentic voice. Like yeah. Some of my favorite comedians are so dirty. Yeah. But you know what I love is it's them. Right. And I don't right. want them to clean it up. I think everybody can be funny clean. Yeah. But for me, what I like too is, Interesting, is yeah. I don't change my act for right. really anybody. Sometimes <laughs> sure. the only thing I'll do is I'll go, oh, there's older people in the crowd? I think I'll do a Billie Holiday impression. Yeah. They were here when she was alive. <laughs> but I don't clean it up. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. ready for TV. It's it's ready for a family. It's ready yeah. for, you know, whatever. Yeah. And yeah. that's fun because I I like that I don't, People might think, oh, you're editing yourself. I never have to edit myself. Yeah. My punchlines don't have to change. Yeah. They're, they're 
they're funny as they are. Obviously, we're always editing them. Sure, I mean for quality, little things. The laughs, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, I think that's something that I just want to keep sticking with, and I feel like more so than clean, yeah. I want to make a timeless comedy for myself. Yeah, yeah. I want them, and I want original stuff because I've noticed just topical stuff. Right. Well, it's topical. It you goes and it. I have to explain yeah. it. People will be able to step in and go, oh, that's right. funny. Right. And that's hard to do, but I want to do that on stage and I want to do that in the videos yeah. that I make too. And yeah. try and keep them as, as timeless as you can so that people can watch them years later and be like, that's still funny. I mean, it's a family. That's yeah. Funny. Yeah. Like it was really neat watching people send me videos and photos of them watching the special. Right, right. That felt really good and reassuring being like, all right, keep doing it this way. Yeah, yeah. I think you're for sure onto something. Thanks, man. And your goal of just unifying everybody through humor is a beautiful one. It's excellent. Tell people where they can find you. Pull pull your plugs. What do you got coming up? All right, folks. You guys. (laughs) If you want to find just everything in a central location, it is marksipka.com. Uh, I'm also on Instagram. I like posting goofy videos all the time each week. It's at Mark Sipka. Uh, also, if you want to see the stand-up special on Amazon, it's just called Mark Sipka, My Special Family Special. And if you like it, please leave a review. Mm-hmm. If you don't, don't feel the need to. <laughs> <laughs> or why? Come on, you have to, pal. Would it kill you to leave a five-star review? Oh, my gosh. Jeez. But that's where you guys can find me. Do a guy solid. Just give him five. Just give me, just give you me. know? Come on. <laughs> Mark, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming Thanks, on. Seth. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right, guys. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>